<laughs> Not this is a, exciting times, Rob. Very exciting. This are this are big. Oh, the D squared cap and all. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, that's some setup you have there, Robbie. Getting TikTok lights, the D squared cap, and then the big whiteboard with notes. <laughs> That's our nugget there, though, Ronnie, for for the podcast. (laughs) You look around Hannah's room, it's just soccer posters. (laughs) I'm not, I I had to keep it blank for work. I'm like, even the edge of the telly, I'm just like, Uh, it's all all work here. What what are we thinking? D squared and the smart water as well. None of that that top water for Robbie Downs. Right, I picked that up in the airport coming over. Do you know that? Do you know the water they have in the airport where you're meant to donate a bit of money? <laughs> Do you know them? Yeah. You're hardy. Just take like 10 bottles. I'll just give like 10 cents. <laughs> just have to give something and then uh, walk away and say no. It's a fairly nice gesture of the Dublin airport authority. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically free water. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Mr. Hanafi, do you want to kick us off with the countdown? Uh, yeah. All right. Let's go. Five, four, three, two. Welcome everybody to episode E of the Less You Don't Know podcast. As always, I'm joined by Hanno. But this week we have a huge guest, a recommended guest by many people, Robert Downs. Welcome, Robert. How's it going? How are you getting on, lads? Getting on grand. Happy to have you. You've been, uh, I think, was it Ross and Marcus that recommended Robbie? Yeah. Oh, really? Just, uh, <laughs> it'd be interesting, uh, interesting topics because, uh, <laughs> and to quote, who the fuck is Killian Madden? <laughs> so, uh, episode six, it's a, it could be the start of something new in terms of getting people on to talk about certain yeah. um, topics that they're interested in and things like that. So, uh, yeah, this, this could be the start of something good. Yeah, and just a few more bits of housekeeping before we jump into it. Uh, first of all, thanks to all our listeners. We're, we're growing steadily. Uh, not quite the exponential growth the coronavirus has had, but <laughs> <laughs> a nice linear pro- progression going on. Uh, also, uh, we're getting a fair bit of abuse about the music I've been picking for the episodes. Uh, so anyway, to, all, to any of our listeners, there's a website called Pixabay. And you go on Pixabay, you pick out a song, and you can send it to me, and you get a call out on the podcast if that interests anyone. And uh, Hannah, do you have something to say as or well? Or you can create your own as well. Oh, yeah, or you can you create, can create your, own. your own music if you want to send <laughs> I that think, in. I think that's, um, that should be number one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just the other bit of housekeeping is, like, I'm, uh, this is episode six, so uh, thank you to anyone who's, who's still with us if you haven't dropped off after episode two or three. But, uh, yeah, you, I, I'm sure you've all got the gist of it that we're kind of doing an episode on a letter a week. So if you've any, like, you know which letters are coming up in the alphabet. So if you know interesting topics or interesting people with, regarding topics, just shoot us a message yeah. and we'll, we'll figure it out as we go We had on. a great recommendation as well for uh, Wheelow's brother. That, the alpha male of the Whelan house, Kieran Whelan. Yeah. Get, get him talking about the cadets. But, uh, yeah, anyway, do you want to jump into the good, the bad and ugly? Hanno, do you want to start us off? I will, I will. I'll start us off for this week. Uh, I was struggling with uh, good, bad and ugly. Um, so I'm actually, I'm going to go in reverse and start with my ugly, which is coming from a survey done in England, nonetheless, uh, on the top five favourite biscuits. Robert, and, Robert, uh, you live in England now. Did you take part in the survey? No, I didn't, unfortunately. I didn't get to catch my boat. It? it was 2,000 people. I don't know if it was across England or maybe just around the Manchester area. But uh, my ugly for the week was the fact that... Um, Custard creams or bourbons didn't get into the top five. 
I wouldn't rate them so either. I was, I was kind of outraged. Oh. You don't rate them? <laughs> no. I presume, I, I presume you're going to guess what was number one. What was uh, Chocolate Digestive. Maybe Chocolate Caramel Digestive. Correct. Chocolate Digestive. I think it was something like six, 69% yeah, Chocolate Digestive. Uh, um, another great one. Shortbread, uh, Chocolate Fingers and Jaffe Cakes. Ah, oh, Jaffe Cakes. No, I, I'd honestly, I think I'd have uh, Jammy Dodgers number one. I just think Jammy Dodgers. I hadn't eaten them in years and started eating them over lockdown. I could sit down and eat two packs right now. <laughs> I, could do, I could do that regularly. Then uh, another great one, Oreo. Yeah, that was down like 15th, I think, out of the top 20. Oh, that's a shock. And then and, and another one, a uh, bit, bit of a pricey biscuit, Mikado's, but uh, I do enjoy oh, a good... Excuse me. <laughs> I do enjoy a good Mikado. <laughs> toffee Pops. I have Toffee Pops up there as well. It's one of my favourite ones. Uh, very cheap. But that is kind of... I think like that the... is... It, that probably is shortbread at the bottom, is it? With caramel and chocolate? Maybe. Yeah. Um, that's either how... way. Either way. That, that's why I said it. We were struggling. To, I was putting this together this morning um so yeah that, that was my ugly uh what was my bad for the week oh it was just instagram as you say i downloaded instagram again as you say to uh to message a few people and then i ended up scrolling for hours on just mind-boggling golf videos and tiktok videos and love <laughs> island where are they now so it was like i've just deleted it again i was like i just can't it's just like you blink and it's like 1 a.m and you're like i'm not doing this so when, yeah instagram in general just oh, bad. instagram's bad but tiktok's worse when i was uh when i rang robbie last oh. night to get him on the podcast oh, yeah. he was like, <laughs> he was like what you at i'm like oh geez i'm in, in like hour two of a tiktok vendor now <laughs> Like, I don't mind it. I like the, like, 15-minute, like, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm sitting on the toilet or I'm sitting in bed, and you're like, oh, I'll just do some mind-boggling scrolling. But you could just get caught in a loop for hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, would you... Yeah, so would, that, that would, was kind of my ugly. Robbie, would you have any vices like that, or you're Not all bad. productivity? Um, no, sometimes you get sucked into... Uh, my, mine seems to be Facebook. You know, you click on a video, you just keep scrolling, oh, yeah. scrolling. Yes. That, that happened to me last night. I stayed up until like half three in the morning. <laughs> and it was, like, it, was just, that, it was just a bad, just a bad night, you know what I mean? Just a big rabbit but, hole. Um, yeah, yeah it literally, it's literally just going down a rabbit hole. Like, and I can see where you can go with TikTok as well. And Instagram. It's yeah. just, you nearly have to have a, a cutoff point, like just uh, literally throw your phone away. My, uh, my yeah. TikTok algorithm has gone very uh, pimple poppy. Uh, so oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> They're awfully satisfying. You see like a big blackhead getting popped out, but it's just, there's nothing else on it. I know some, some lads be getting all like the 15 year old women on it, but uh, me, it's just uh, nothing but pimple popping. But, uh... All right, we're moving swiftly on from that. Uh, my good for the week was kind of just the, the GAA, I think, being back on the telly. Just, just something exciting to watch. A bit of live sport on the telly again. Nice to get um, one, one weekend of it before it's all shut down again. <laughs> Yeah, I actually there's, a, there's an article in today's uh, independent that's only independent that had a it was like the first heading was like uh, GAA being scapegoated again it's like there's been a load of county finals and everyone's attributing to attributing oh, I can't even say that word attributing the uh, the spike to the GAA and it's like look there's a second wave across all of Europe like Germany Czechoslovakia and all that and they're like I don't think there's many county the finals there <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I, I thought know. it was a very good point in uh, my Cullen who, they won the football and then they went on like a three day vendor and their whole team got it then they were on Newsline the last day RT were like out in my Cullen uh, interviewing the locals and they were denying everything kind of saying it's the Galway people coming out to my Cullen they were like taking no responsibility <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that, they're my good, bad and ugly. Fairly put together in the last six hours. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd get it out there. Um, yeah, Robbie, do you want to drive on with your good, bad and ugly? Okay. Um, my good for the week actually happened, what was it, two days ago. Um, I was on, um, what should we call it, a Zoom call with a guy from Austria. 
who who messaged me on Instagram just about trading and stuff like that. And um, he's not even he's not part of my team directly, but he's part of the company um, within uh, the Austrian. He's a part of the Austrian IM team. But he was just asking me some stuff about trading, so I kind of showed him, you know, the strategy that I use and everything. So he wanted to get in a call, but he was just thanking me because um, over the last month he's up over fifty percent return oh. um, from the stuff that I showed him, which is pretty. Yeah, it was that that was a pretty nice uh, wake up call, you know. And I was able to help him, I spread, suppose, spread achieve good in the world. Yeah, exactly. So that's definitely my good anyway for the week. Um, the, uh, uh, also, also your, your other good was being asked to be on this podcast. Isn't yeah. that right? Oh, well, look, <laughs> that, 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 that was a given now. Come on. That, I think that's going to be put on the, the CV for achievements. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I think the only, well, it's not looking, it's looking very ugly is my uh, my phone screen. I managed to throw my keys in my pocket and uh, the whole screen and I was cracked oh. thanks, to, thanks to my keys. Oh, that's so sickening. that's definitely did not, ugly. Did you have a screen protector on it or? No. No, that's, yeah. Oh, that, there, we to, yeah there we go. Lesson learned. There we go. That's on you, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I have, have to face my the screen protector. So there's a, there's a big lesson learned right there. Yeah. Um, and then the bad, I don't know, I, someone shared it, I think it was a couple of days ago. Did you see, um, what was it, Fungi the Dolphin or something? He's gone missing down in Kerry. <laughs> that's the, that's my bad for the week. Getting served yeah, up in the local so. Chinese. I read something about that. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting really desperate now <laughs> but, um, yeah someone shared I think um, that the dolphin he went missing or something I suppose he's kind of a, an iconic thing of, of Dingo really isn't he so yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. that's, that's a bit of negative light right there that I saw of course it was uh, on my Instagram loophole that I found that on <laughs> just scrolling for days <laughs> Yeah. probably joe.e or something some <laughs> credible news source <laughs> yeah exactly highly highly credible yeah. i saw an article on joe.e it was like a worst worst place for a first date um some very funny very funny answers there if anyone's on facebook comes across it give it a read uh, it's, it's, it's not too pc though but uh, <laughs> okay and then uh, also just on the the screen protector things i think they're unbelievable because they know me anyway i had the screen protector on for ages on like my last phone and then uh do you know when it kind of gets a bit grimy and it's like all kind of fingerprinty? Yeah. And I just took it off. And then my very next night out, like two nights out later, phone dust. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should have. I just left it on, bit the bullet of kind of the grimy screen. But uh, yeah. my one's in bits. When you take it off, when you take off a, a phone case or a screen protector, it just seems like instantaneously it just it's gone. Yeah. Do you know the screen, yeah. the phone. Yeah, it managed to drop it on something. It's just no. I know I got this phone like a year ago or whatever it's just the iPhone 8 or whatever but I didn't have a case on it for like a week and the amount of people that were like you need a case they were getting scared looking at me yeah not I was just about to say that <laughs> it spooks yeah, me that, that, kind of that like... happened to me a couple of months ago because I got the, I got the 11 and it, I was just carrying it around with no um, no case or anything and people like people who I was with they were like yo you just get a fucking case like yeah. you were going to smash this I was like no I'm okay I'm fine with it and they were like no you need a case it's like that glass of water just on the edge of the table they yeah. like pushing yeah. it in the whole <laughs> or even a coffee mug on like the, the, the desktop of the, of the computer or something like that right oh, yeah. you just I just feel like one Push flick of the mouse it's gone <laughs> what do you think of the iPhone 11 what did you upgrade from uh, the 8 the 8, the eight. Worth it or same old, same old? Um, I actually quite like it. It's it was very good. It's very the cameras and stuff is unbelievable. On it, I must say. Um, yeah, like there's be, nothing you'd wrong. You'd be quite with active the on the Instagram. Not 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 two Instagrams a year like myself and Hanno. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just passed the year mark since my last Instagram. It's going good. <laughs> yeah, geez, I haven't posted since September, so I'm slacking massively. But that's because uh, the whole movement and situation, I haven't yeah. just got a chance. But no, we'll be back on it now this week. Get the uh, content back up, you know. When yeah. I know it's, I must say, it's really good. It's, uh, I would recommend it. I don't know about the 12, though. I don't I've seen... Yeah. Some mixed mixed feelings, mixed reviews about the twelve. You know, there's you an iPhone buy... twelve mini coming, isn't there? It's I like don't even know. I, I there was a video of like that. iPhone twelve mini fits in the palm of your hand. I was like, wait, are the rest of them not meant to fit in the palm of your hand? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you look at the like back in the ten X plus or something like that, yeah. it's nearly like a, it's a tablet, nearly like. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they're going off. A bit I saw it. you at the Apple Watch as well from your Instagram last week. What do you think of it? It was oh, my yeah, bad. I actually, quite, I actually I quite like it, I must say. It's very handy. Ronan was ranting and raving about it last week, giving it a 3 out of 10 because he wasn't able to play Spotify on it while he was out running. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was, uh... I, what one do you have? I, don't, I, I actually don't even know what model I got, but I just I bought it because um, it's just handy. Because even, say now I'm on this podcast, I don't have my phone. Like I just check the messages and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just find it very handy. It might be handy for you if you're actually getting messages, but I bought it for the sole reason <laughs> of uh, <laughs> hooking up my Spotify so I don't have to bring my uh, phone on runs. And then I just realized that it doesn't allow that as Apple don't allow it. So I've been very unimpressed. I only got it last week as well, but I've been very unimpressed. Yeah, he needs the phone, I think, in like close proximity. Yeah, or something ridiculous just, uh, like that. so much. <laughs> so he's just I'll running around the sitting week. room I'll, I'll test that out this week and I'll give you my review um, but anyway do you, do you have anything else to say or will I move on to my good bad and ugly no I think that's it I think I think I've covered that now so uh, we'll move on to yourself no, good. My, my good bad and ugly extremely un- unprepared as always but uh, my first bit of good anyway uh, do you ever try beer and already lads no, no. I've been, seeing it, I've been seeing it around a bit the last while and uh Finished work on Friday and went into the local off-license, just bought four bottles. Um, wasn't too cheap, it was eight euro for four bottles, a bit dear, but uh, bought four bottles, but really enjoyed it. I think I was just in a good mood anyway, but I was there having my four <laughs> bottles. I was like, ah, it's, it's a lovely beer, so, and I think just I kind of was in a good mood, but uh, give a well, high rate. What did it taste like? Does it taste like just similar, beer. Though, just regular beer? <laughs> my other bit of good, I'm a loyal man. Loyalty is key. Uh, Timo Werner. On the fancy <laughs> Premier League, you, you play the fancy Premier League, Rob? No, I don't. I haven't. Uh, oh God, I don't even know when the last time I tuned into soccer. Uh, you're you're living in the real world, anyway. Seven Hannah are taking a few hours out every day. <laughs> in the fantasy, <laughs> crunching numbers. Uh, I, uh, I, I've gone to shit. Like what? I'm I'm having a savage performance this year. But anyway, uh, Timo Werner, he was like he was the most bought player when the season started. I think one in every two teams had him, but then uh, he did nothing for the first four weeks, and everyone gave him the boot. No loyalty. No, it didn't have faith in their own players. But anyway, I stuck loyal to him, and uh, he repaid me this week. Sixteen points, two goals and assists. I'm just, I'm just wow. proud as punch. It just shows like you have to, have, you have to be loyal to your players. Have to have yeah, faith. You should have met him, captain. <laughs> I know. I uh, Salah, Salah got me a goal yesterday, so we're all happy. Anyway, uh, moving on to my bad. Um, we were mentioning it the last week in the podcast or for episode E with Killian Madden. Uh, we were bitching about, before Ireland had even played a game, it was their first game versus Slovakia, we were giving out that, uh, was it Slovakia or Slovenia? Slovakia. Uh, one of the two, Slovakia, yeah. Yeah, we would say that Start, one. Starts with SLO. <laughs> um, but uh, we were giving out, but oh, Ireland never seemed to score a goal. And then they go on to have three games without scoring a goal. It was like, we called it. Um, but then I was, just, I was just thinking then, would you ever think about like hedging your happiness, kind of like putting a bit of money on Paddy Power to say like, Ireland won't score today. And then you're kind of happy either way. 
ever cross your mind, Hanno? So you're hedging your happiness. <laughs> I, I actually, it's not a bad bet. Like, but it's it's not great either, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind like, of like a win-win. You're not going to be very happy or very sad. You're just going to you're going to kind of be grand either way. Yeah, but like, what type, what type of supporter would you be if you were like betting against <laughs> That's what I was gonna every say. week <laughs> and stuff like that? They're tough Best to support. against your own team. Like, <laughs> they're very know. tough to support. But that was. Like, would you rather? I suppose you probably you'd rather lose a tenner to see Tottenham win. Yeah, Tottenham. I don't know. <laughs> it's just full stop. I'm just like no. I'm I'm just not putting money in a paddy power account. Uh, then uh, moving on to my ugly. It's a bit of a bit of a life advice to our listeners, but. Uh, you really need to get, I only, I only did it this week, but uh, you need to get two-factor authentication for your Gmail account. You really need it. Um, there's this Absolutely, website called yeah. haveibeenpawned.com, and uh, you go in there, you type in your email, and you can see if your email has ever been uh, hacked, and literally everyone's email has been, like, breached at some point. Um, so, yeah, you really need to set up your two-factor authentication. Just get a text to your phone when you're logging in. Um, can't recommend that enough. As I logged on thinking, oh, I don't think I've ever been hacked. I have a pretty robust <laughs> password and then I've been hacked twice. So just goes to show you. <laughs> to touch on that subject, actually, the same for Instagram and Facebook because um, a few of the guys who I've worked, uh, who I work with, all of their Instagrams got ha- got hacked, uh, about four or five of them, because they didn't have two-factor on it. Um, and one of the guys, his account got hacked. He made like an account after account after account because he couldn't get them back because they kept deleting the accounts. He had to make like four accounts and then realised it was the two-factor that was uh, messing him up. So definitely with the Instagram and Facebook as well, I'd highly recommend to put that on too. Fair play if someone... It was on primetime last week, I think. Do you know Baz? Or Baz, that guy who like travels around the world or whatever he does, um, he got hacked on Instagram. I, I don't know, like Baz Ajmali, or I think is his name is or whatever. Oh, we're right. actually only told about it during the week. He, he's a TV celebrity personality kind of guy. On RTE, but he yeah. got hacked on his Instagram. Oh, yeah, RT, roughly, yeah. Um, okay. And he got hacked for uh, on Instagram, and he was held to ransom, and he had to pay. He ended up just paying money to get his account back. Just kind of goes to show you the whole two-factor authentication again. Mm. So a bit of life advice from Mr. Ronan Patrick Anthony Watch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, but also it's just the whole thing that your Gmail controls your Everton. Yeah, that was my ugly for the week. A bit of life advice and just me knowing or me finding out that I've been hacked twice myself, which I thought I thought I had a pretty good password. So for picking your password, you should pick uh, four. Incorrect. Sorry? If you if you pick the word incorrect and then you type in a wrong password and it'll come up saying your password is incorrect. And then it'll like it's like a little auto reminder and you just type in inc- incorrect. Oh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lead balloon I stuff think, right I think there. You passwords now, so. <laughs> it's like you type in incorrect, and every time you forget, oh, I'm not going to explain it twice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, either way, go on now. Go on with your tip for a uh, for picking a password. You should pick uh, four four random words and just have them together. So like mouse, keyboard, Coca Cola, beer, and just we know we're on his password. <laughs> Now you know, but that was something. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm a fan of like uppercase, lowercase numbers and special characters. I just kind yeah, of that's a, that's a, hedging that's my bets that they'll never. Yeah. Uh, would you actually update all your passwords or would you have had the same password since I've been using, I've like, I kind of like three or four upgraded, passwords in circulation, but mainly the same. Yeah, I've I upgraded like in college. Yeah. I have like a variation of like one password that I've had since I was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I kind of upgraded when I got to college and it was kind of became my, my adulthood password. This is like real life shit. <laughs> it's like, this is coming into the, because like before that it was just all Hotmail and Facebook was just like a really scandalous. So I was like, I'm just making a Gmail and this is going to be from here on out. 
So that's kind yeah, of the past. The professional the world, as I say. Uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, do you want to move on to our topic of the week? Topic the letter the F with Mr. Forex himself. Do you want to give us a little rundown <laughs> of how you started your whole Forex journey? And uh, yes, yeah, so the first question I think I, I want to hear anyways is kind of how did you find out about it? Was it a YouTube video on Instagram or did someone reach out to you? And when was this? How long ago were we talking? Yeah, so it's actually kind of interesting. I was just, um, I suppose we, you know, summertime. This, um, not not the summer just gone by, the, the previous summer. So a year and a bit ago. Um, I was just on YouTube. Just, you know, like I said, got stuck in that loophole. And uh, all, <laughs> all of a sudden a video just came up about this whole trading thing. And I just started looking into it more. Um, and I suppose the more I delved into it, I, it just became much more interesting to me. So um, I kind of looked at those fucking trading companies and stuff like that. And Joe, a few of them, I'm not even going to get into it, but they're just absolute like nonsense, I'll be honest. They had no Yee- idea what they were. Yeehaw, cowboys. <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, cowboys at the highest level. <laughs> Had a clue what they were talking about. So um, that's when I discovered that the old company who I was working with, um, SOFX, um, like I'm nothing wrong with the company at all. So I, I kind of went in with them and started trading, learning how to trade with that company. Um, so they, what they were, they were a trade copying service. So basically their traders did the analysis for you, everything, and put them into a group chat for everybody to copy. Um, and then, so, but realistically, you kind of just learned, you know, how to place the trades and not really the analysis and stuff like that. So um, I took one of their courses, I took their beginner course, I think, and learned the absolute basics of trading. Um, and it, it only got me to a certain, a certain point. So, I was with them up until about, <clears throat> I'd say it was about May or June. Um, and then a guy reached out to me on Instagram. Um, a guy actually I knew, who I knew for, for a while. I didn't know he was into trading, but he reached out to me about this company. Um, I am Mastery Academy, who I, I currently, I suppose, work for now. Um, I'm not employed by them, but like I, it's, it's kind of, it's not commission, it's residual income. So you get paid every single month for helping, helping people out. Um, so yeah, that's how I kind of found trading, um, at the start was literally just through a YouTube video, which is mad. And then obviously I took the year out of college last year and to have a look if this was something I really wanted to do because I wanted to travel as well, but I suppose COVID really slapped a big, uh, no entry sign on the travel, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I, I did manage to get to Australia and Manchester, which was good, um, before the whole lockdown situation. So I think what really made it for me um, what I knew to go all in with trading um, was when I was working part-time. I was working part-time in diesel uh, in, in Galway, but I was still, I was trading part-time as well. So I knew that, and I could see it. I was making, you know, a week's wage uh, in a day whilst yeah. working part-time. I was making a month's wage in a week. Uh, while, while, I was, while I was working in diesel, I was like, look, why am I still working here slaving. when I could yeah. literally slaving, like working 30, 40 hours a week, which isn't even a lot, you know, like for a part-time job, yes, it's a lot, but like 
do you know, it, it wasn't, look, I, I'll be honest, I love the staff, everyone is lovely in there, but God, I hated the work. It's, yeah. <laughs> retail is not fun, especially yeah. Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah retail, I, I, I can <laughs> echo that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I realised that, um, that was a couple of weeks ago, I realised that this is the first year in five years that I'm going to have Christmas Eve and Stephen's Day off for Christmas, I was like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> you know, so it was, um, yeah, so it was kind of, it kind of got to the point where I was like, like I was making, you know, a week's wage in a day and a, a month's wage in a week, so I was like, do you know what, I'm going to bite the bullet and really go all in with this, I can always find a part-time job with this, you know, part-time job again, Yeah. you know. Were you saying the whole, uh, like, would you be able to detach yourself, like, not get too high on your wins and not get too low on your losses, like, surely it's a, it's a high, highs and lows game, and you must, like, would you find it tough to kind of keep steady headed about the whole thing? Not, not look too much into your wins and not get too down about your losses. Yeah, that's actually, that's a great question. So I, honestly, 90, 80 to 90% of trading is actually mentality. 10%, 20% is actually the physical skill of trading. You know, like you said, you can't, you know, say, say I had a win for 200 quid on a trade. Now, uh, last week, you know, I, I don't like get hyped up. Look, I just look at it. I don't even look at it as a monetary value. That's what you, that's the most important thing is don't look at the monetary value. Look that's at it like, in a percentage. I think that's a bit of a poker thing as well. You're not like, you're just, it's pure, just numbers. It's not like the whole intrinsic value of it then. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like when I'm trading and I'm calculating, you know, what I'd like to aim to make it maybe a day, a week, a month, you know, I look at the percentage. I don't look in physical, uh, like monetary value, because when you get emotionally attached to the money, your trading is just going to go downhill so so quickly. Yeah, uh, it's 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 just a downhill spiral, and that actually did happen to me at the start. I was like super glued to to my money. I I like I didn't understand the whole. Um, you know, emotional side of trade, not being attached to yeah. money. Or anything I know like that. something that when you're kind of when you first buy your first few stocks, you put five hundred euro in. Like you just leave them there. Just leave them there to sit and don't be goo like every morning getting up and looking yeah. at your socks because then you're either exactly. going to be then you're either going to be high some mornings and low other mornings. It's just overall, it's probably not good for your overall mental health. Uh, just... Definitely not because when you're checking, like if in in the case of stocks, like if you if, like you said, you pop five hundred euro into into a stocks uh, or a few stocks or whatever, uh, you know, don't check up on them every day. Oh my god, you will drive yourself absolutely crazy. Like because yeah. that's all you're going to be thinking of. Oh, lovely, I'm up uh, 20, 30, 40 quid. Shit, I'm down another tenner. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know you, you can't you can't get like that. <laughs> that you know, even, even when I place a trade, like because. Look, I've grown. I, I have grown an account to you know a relatively good size right now. But when I place a trade, I literally don't even. I, I walk away nearly. I'm not constantly on my phone monitoring, yeah. watching the screen. Oh shit, it's gone up a pip. Damn, it's gone down two pips. I'm up ten. I'm down two. Like it, you can't. You can't. Look Question like for that. you, you from to... the from the Instagram stories. We heard a lot about this uh, pips. Is pips what pip is pip like a well? What is a pip? So um. In terms of trading, what a pip is, it's how we measure how much um, like a currency or a currency pair value has gone up or down. So when you're placing a trade, say you have your you have your stop loss and you're gonna have a take profit. Yeah. So it depends then on your lot size. This is gonna probably gonna get a little bit complicated for the listeners as 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 we say. But if you're placing um, a lot size of zero point zero one. That's going to be worth, on average, 
10 cents per pip. So say if you place a trade and it goes up in profit 10 pips, you're up roughly a euro. Oh, so that's okay. how we're able to calculate how much it's up, how much it's down, so and, it's and stuff like kinda that. Kind of like a measure of proportion, or exactly, it's more, it's a measurement. That's that's what that's what we're, you know. Ah, here's one for you. Have you ever hit your stop loss and be like, it has to bounce back and just sit with it? <laughs> no, never. I actually, um, I did at the start. Um, I won't lie, I did the start. I just kept moving the stop loss down and down. Yeah. I know it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah, that's know? what I think. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, I learned my lesson very, very. Yeah. That, that was uh, that was solid. The wounds on the That's yeah, how I, I think. heard that. I'd uh, yeah. I live and die by my stop losses. Keep on lowering. It has to come back. It has to come back. <laughs> As they say, ne- one... never catch, never catch a falling knife. That's that's a great terminology. That's it's yeah. very true. And um, you never want to catch a falling knife because it yeah. it can be. It, honestly, it can ruin you. It can literally, you can blow your trading account, yeah. especially. And over leveraging is another is another thing. Yes. So, would you follow you know, the over risk in your account? Would you follow the Wall Street bets, the whole Robin Hood thing on uh, Reddit? It's like yeah. these stories of these like American young lads, and they'll have their ta- like one thousand dollars to invest, and they'll just leverage it like a hundred to one, <laughs> and they're there <laughs> playing around with big money, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, and then they're in the hole for like twenty five grand. It's like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. I would definitely recommend do not do that. Yeah. Um, only would, you, would you leverage your position at all? So with okay, so with um, trading and currency trading, when you sign up to like a brokerage account, you have a leverage. So my leverage is one to one hundred on my on my account. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll break it down. So the reason being is because with trading, it's such a large volume. Like it, the market is over six point seven trillion dollars traded every day. Like that's a hell of a lot of money. The leverage ratio when it comes to currencies is is a lot different than when it's stocks. Like ah. currency trading and stock trading is massively different. Massively different. Sense. Yeah, I and that's why you. I saw your face. You were so shocked. Like Jesus, that <laughs> <laughs> he fell off the chair. Like, yeah. but um, it's it's um the reason being is because to gain access to the market you need a lot of capital if you were yeah. going on a one-to-one leverage you're going to need hundreds of thousands yeah. if not millions because think about it what what the foreign exchange is it's all the money in the world is like in a massive whirlpool in the sky and people are trading it on this that and the other so that that that's how it is like all all the money in like okay so we all have bank accounts right i i, I would you know, safe to assume we all have a bank account. Not much in it. <laughs> <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I have to double check it. But um, so like our money is being leveraged every single day by, you know, the certain bank that you have. So like with me, with AIB, I have a, you know, a savings account or a bank account. My money is being leveraged by the bank to make multiple um, on it per, per year yet they're going to give me 1% interest in, in return, yet they could make maybe 10 or 12 in the year yeah. or so and so. Um, so I suppose another reason why I delved more into the trading and kind of going back to how I started was when I realized that, okay, if the banks are doing this with my money, why don't I learn that skill as well? So that that just made much more sense yeah. to me. Plus, like, look, there, there's a statistic out there that 90% or 95% of traders do fail in the market. Now, the probably you know a, a lot of that is people being uneducated popping maybe 50 quid or 100 quid into a trading account and just 
like leveraging the whole thing and everything just goes south straight away. That's the majority. You know, I, I would imagine that that's the majority. I don't know the statistic on it. I've, I've never really read up on it. But, do you know, if you're educated and you receive the right education on how to trade, you will do well. You can do well if you put the work in. You I know, heard it, that too. Coming, like working with Fidelity, as you say, our number one rivals is uh, Robin Hood, as you say, the famous American. I thought but your like, number one everyone... rivals are Vanguard. Are you not the two? Well, Vanguard or okay, no, our number two rivals then would be <laughs> Robin Hood. And uh, we've a lot of like anyone at all, all these new fintech companies. Yeah, rivals. we're fighting them but, all. Uh, <laughs> but Robin Hood, basically, anyways, um, how they've got like they got really successful this year was through the the oh, what's it called that like package co- that America gave everyone yeah, the like twelve payment. The COVID payment, yeah, that, that sort of um, compensation package. So they give everyone 1250 And like they're, what they said is that majority of Americans just straight away put it on Tesla because that's all they'd heard about on social media. Yeah. So they just put 1250 onto Tesla. And then there's a whole thing going into Robinhood now because they're selling them trades onto high-frequency traders. So they're about to be fined like $10 billion by the SEC or something like that. But um, yeah, that just shows you, say, just to, people just hear about these certain stocks and especially mm. Tesla with your man Elon Musk yeah. that they just start throwing like 1200 on it because mm. this was seen as just extra cash oh uh, yeah i see i think a big big thing about it is like you're there in the like you're there in the pub and you're chatting to your mates and he's like oh two two weeks ago i i pumped a thousand euro into tesla and now it's 1500 and then you're sat there thinking yeah. that's an easy 500 but then like it all goes it all bursts yeah. then it's um, the two think, main rivals of trading isn't it like fear of missing out and then um always being better than your neighbor or something like that it's oh, something to do with like your next well. door neighbor I'll speak about on FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh yeah. my God, that ruins traders. Like they see, you know, say um, say just an item of news, our, our Mr. Our, our El Presidente Trump yes. comes out with a statement um, and say the price of the dollar just starts plummeting. Fear of missing out, FOMO. People and traders, inexperienced traders, are going to be like, shit, I need to start selling this now. Okay, go, 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 go. But you're two minutes later, it just goes right back to where it is. So they're going to lose their money. Yeah. <laughs> so FOMO and getting in, you have to learn, you know, when is the right time to really get in? When is the right time to get out, especially? Yeah. They're two yeah. major factors um, with trading as well. Go on, go on. Go on. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this one quick thing. It was just uh, like one trader that I was that was speaking to me or whatever. He's uh, works for, he's his own uh, hedge fund company. But he just kind of said, it's all about big wins, small wins and small losses. He was like, mm. never have large losses. So when you have your loss, just make sure it's small kind of thing. And that you're going to have them. Like, yeah. And then it's just yeah. going to be big. So that's like, he's all on, he's big algorithmic trading. Like, so it's just having your stop loss there and that's it. Like just small losses. Yeah, it's 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 a case like, look, there, there's probably, um, you know, people probably out there saying, yo, you need to be 80%, uh, you know, successful in terms of win rate, 90% successful. You don't. That That is not, that is not correct. You know, with the the stuff that I know, the stuff that I I've learned, you know, with trading, you can have um, a win percentage of fifty percent, but that all comes down to your risk to reward per trade. Like my minimum risk to reward is a two to one per trade. I don't go lower than that. So, you know, think you know, ten trades, seven lose, three win or whatever. You know, I'm more or less break even. But like, but the the win to um, what should we call it? The win percentage is only like 30-40%. Yet I'm still going to be break even worse case or up more than likely just, up. You gotta you gotta really look at it long term, really. That's kind of you can't be breaking it down into hourly or daily yeah. and just kind of go look over the long run, it would work out. Like if even if you do 10 trades and nine of them lose today, well, if six mm-hmm. win tomorrow, it'll be better. And that's kind of well, you see, yeah, and that's it. And like that's why even 
for me, when I trade, I have, you know, my target percentage for a day. If I hit this target, I'm done trading. If I lose this amount, I'm done trading. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I walk away. Yeah. Plus, I have certain, I have my times laid out of when I start trading and when I finish. So that, you know, is seven, eight, half seven, eight o'clock in the morning until maybe 12, 1, 2 p.m. And then I'm. St- it doesn't matter what happens at the end of the rest of the day. I'm finished trading. It doesn't matter what happens. If the perfect setup comes up, I'm not taking it. There's no point. Otherwise, you'll end up working 24 hours a day and you just your head will just be riddled. Exactly. And that's the whole reason why I got into trading is to get my time freedom back. You know, not working the 30, 40 hours for somebody else's dream. You know, i.e. Shut up. Uh, Shut, the, up. The <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, we got to start somewhere running. Right? <laughs> I, I'm here working 45. This is the point, like... that, I is the point yeah. that I make to anybody getting into trading. Mm-hmm. I started this with no knowledge of what I wanted to do, what even trading was. Like one of the guys who I started trading with, uh, he started before me. He thought it was a shampoo when he started trading. So like even I had a little bit more knowledge, but I just, you just have to put the time in. Look at it as a long-term thing, you know, in a year's time or two years time that you can actually not work for somebody else. Like, I think people get the wrong idea with me being on, you know, Instagram and stories and stuff like that. Oh, you hate, you know, you don't like the nine to five and this, that, the other. I have no problem with the nine to five. The problem I have is not having other sources of income apart from the nine to five. And that's where there's a big divide. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, moving on, uh, Robbie, just a question then. What what do you trade? Is it like uh, puts and calls or is it like currency and then you sit on the currency to the price or are you kind of more going into the actual like derivatives of it quick, quick so, interjection okay. quick interjection ronan what's a put oh what's a, a put uh a put is the um option but not the obligation to sell something at that price yeah the right but not the obligation yeah so, yeah good good i was just testing <laughs> four years of college <laughs> he's all weak going i hate this <laughs> Oh, you know, yeah. Sorry, Rob. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're okay. Um, so what I trade are it's the difference between two currency pairs. So if you think about it like this, say we decide to go to America and we change our euro to dollar. Say we're given a hundred euros, and we get maybe I don't know 120 dollars then back. Just say not that it would ever happen that we don't spend our cash uh, and come back after the holiday and we you know trade it back in again. Uh, the hundred and twenty dollars, same same amount, but then in return we get back maybe a hundred and five or hundred and ten euros because the currency um rate has changed. We actually benefited from that. So because the difference between the two of them has changed, whether the euro's gone up against the dollar or the dollar's gone down or whatever, that's what I trade on a day to day basis. Instead of having me going to you know a foreign exchange office or a currency exchange. Yeah, booth in like an airport or something like that. I just do it from my phone and my computer, and, and it's and it's the difference. It's not actually the full amounts. No, no, oh, it, I, it is the difference because but, you can pop in, say, uh, it depends. Like I said, then it, that comes back into more technical terms in terms of like the lot size and how many pips it goes up and down and stuff like that. The measurement, you know. Just, but then is that uh, in a way leveraging up your position as well? The fact that you're betting on the differences as opposed to the whole value of the currency. Would that be fair to say? So, um, in a way, because like what you're you're doing is because look, the if you look up the value of the euro versus the dollar, you're going to get like one point zero one two eight seven six, like a big long number, right? If that doesn't even have to go up a cent. 
for it to be like a full pip or something like that. Like it, it doesn't have to be. Ah, yeah. It doesn't like the euro doesn't have to. It doesn't have to go up by like ten cent, twenty cent to make a massive amount of money. Like it's it usually like up. the fourth decimal place, isn't it? So it's if let's say the, it, what, yeah, it's, one it's, euro it's like is like one dollar twelve. Like it's like one point zero one two eight. If that goes yeah. to one point zero one two nine, that's a pip up or whatever. Exactly. That's, that's it, exactly. That's oh. what I was on a lecture one year, and yeah, it's no, like there you're kind actually, of pips. That, that's it, so like. If if the if the one point zero one two eight or whatever that's the USD amount for one euro if that goes up to one point one two nine that's one pip up so if you have a tenor on a pip or whatever you make a tenor but it's like you it, you haven't seen the current like you haven't seen the currency change run <laughs> and like I haven't it's still one point zero one two to ah, the layman guy or whatever yeah, but the pip yeah. is just it's so it depending I think you can it depends on the currency as you said the USD goes a long way but I think some currencies are shorter but it's oh, it's yeah, the number like, after the decimal place kind of thing but. Oh, yeah, that, cool. that's that's it exactly. Because if you like think about it, if you go into like exotic pairs like the the Tsar or where the Norwegian Kroner or something I, like that, that's my know? question. What's the I most know, unique currency you've seen? I know, I know where the Norwegian Kroner is coming from, but where's the Tsar coming from? Um, is it um, oh god, I don't even know now that I'm thinking of it, I don't even know. <laughs> you just know the abbreviation, you're, you're making money from it anyway, but. <laughs> Can I ask? Can, can I ask? Uh, what's your 
is your um your analysis would it be much uh like um I see a lot with the graphs. Would it be a lot of studying the graphs? Would it be much uh, kind of number crunching or modeling or would you have like certain kind um, of graph factors that are certain like graph kind of characteristics or like patterns that you'd really buy into or? Um, I mean, yeah, that does come into it. Like I, I pay a lot of attention. So, okay. So we have uh, within the academy, it's, um, it's an algorithm. So it's, it's an AI scanner. It, it Basically it's a robot, right? That scans the market um, and it, kind of what what it does it gives you trade ideas in terms of emas so they're exponential moving averages so their lines on the graph you've probably seen them like the the red green or yeah. red yellow blue and stuff like that on my on my thing that i often show on instagram or whatever but they're like the average of the candles so you know you have a five exponential moving average a 13 20 50 100 200 800 or whatever you have them on a on a on a graph in front of you and like you know you can base and take trades like obviously you need to put in the knowledge you need to put in the trading time that, to learn about them uh, to learn the actual strategy itself which is uh, i'll be honest it's the best one i've seen so far and um, obviously why i'm, I'm doing it like yeah. <laughs> it's making me the most amount of money <laughs> so um i put a lot of time into learning that and i base a lot of stuff on you know analysis on that um kind of stuff just just a few little things not the major um, but then there, there's a, you know, you can go really technical into it and open up where you can take a lot more trades than, you know, just the basics of it, Yeah. Um, which I kind of do. So it, 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 I'll be honest, it's been very, very beneficial and healthy. I'll be honest, it's it's allowed me to move to Newcastle. I'll, I'll yeah. put it that way. And have a fucking yeah. D squared half. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, look, materialistic items, they don't mean anything to me really anymore. Um, it, it's not. It's not like that's why you've probably never. I don't. Maybe back in the day when I started making a bit of money, I don't flex on Instagram. I don't, you know, watches or hats or clothing. I don't do that. Like, there's no point. It's not. That's why. No, and this is another thing that I kind of want to speak about is why there's such a negative, um, I suppose, vibe on on trading. Like, I'm sure you know it yourself. You know, someone speaks about all oh, forex trading oh that's a scam this is a load of bs and all that it's not unfortunately there is the market is just absolutely flooded with scammers flooded with unethical people just trying to make a quick dollar um whereas trading works there's no question about it trading does work unfortunately and it's just human nature. People are bloody well lazy, man. They they're so lazy. They don't want to put the work in. And it's 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 kind of you know it. Look, it's a skill. You're you're literally dealing with the biggest financial market in the world. If you don't learn the skill, you're going to get turned inside out, like eaten alive. You know, <laughs> literally eaten alive because it, unfortunately. Like you're coming in, okay, open up a trading account. Oh yeah, let's let's have a look at this. Sure, I'll pop the whole thing on a trade. Oh, I lost my money. Oh, this is a scam. What are you saying? Yeah. Rob, can I just say, can you please shut up? Because this is exactly what I did on my Revolut stock account. <laughs> <laughs> I threw a hundred euro into it. Uh, say so, hey, the way I viewed my uh, trading, I was like, so anyway, whatever. Me trying to come up with some kind of technical plan, I was like, Ah, uh, the traders and all the people crunching numbers like your AI system inside your spot. I was like, they all know this. But I was walking around college. I was like, a lot more people are wearing guest clothing these days, and the lads working on uh, Wall Street and this, they would have spotted that. 
So I stuck a hundred euro into that and it's gone kaput. Yeah. <laughs> Coronavirus has eaten my money. So. Because the lads in UCD are wearing guest oh. clothing. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a stronger uptake up up, up oh. of people wearing guests. And, uh, yeah, but like, yeah. how far behind the trend are they? Like, they're probably like years. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, <laughs> but like, the thing, the like thing the, is, the, my investment was FOMO right there. That's yeah, FOMO. but my investment was doing so well for a while. I put like a hundred euro in. I was at like a hundred and thirty, and I was like, lads, I'm telling you, I have a, I have a natural ability for it. I spot these things, <laughs> and you, you know, that went down to forty, and you're like, it's going to bounce back. It's going to bounce back. <laughs> That's what I'm on about with uh, Robbie going on that he knows when to stop losses. I'm like, I'm. I'm I think that 100 euro in guess it's in there for the long run. I'm never taking it out. Uh, <laughs> I think that that has to be kind of a, a thing though as well. It's like any time, like if you, if you think about putting money in, you do just have to go straight away. I've put this 100 euro. Well, I see maybe you're probably gone past this stage, but like uh, when we're thinking of an intrinsic value, you kind of put the 100 euro in. You just have to say, right, I've lost that 100 yeah, euro. I'm, it's I'm, gone. I'm, I'm it's like, I'm, I'm never coming back for it. And wow. it's just yeah, like, if it wins, it wins. If the, it doesn't. It's the same way fine. with trading. Like it's the same yeah. way. Okay. It's the same way with placing a trade, not your trading account, but placing a trade. Once you place a trade, you have to be willing to say, okay, I am okay if this goes the wrong way and I lose this amount of money. I'm okay with this. If you are not, then do not take that trade. Do not put that money on. That's what will make or break some people's accounts. They're too, like, it comes down to the psychological thing, the mindset thing. Yeah. And that I was speaking about earlier, it comes down to you know being emotionally attached to your money. If you're emotionally attached to your money, you are going. You're. It's not going to end well. I'll put yeah. it that way. It really isn't. Yeah. There is. There's a whole topic. That whole behavioural finance behind it. Like it's just mm. kind of it's becoming more and more frequent. Like that just yeah affects yeah definitely really badly. Um, <laughs> yeah, another question like, for you, Robbie. Or do you did you point there? No, no, no. Oh. Well, another question. Is this something that I had to say? Uh, Kudos to you. It's just one, one of these random in, Instagram stories I do. But uh, do you think this uh, whole training thing, do you think it's developed your soft skills a lot? Um, uh, what, do, what do you mean soft skills? Soft skills. Like uh, I saw one, like just kind of like interpersonal kind of presenting all this stuff. Because I remember one time I saw you on Instagram, you're doing a presentation. And I was like, Jesus, the sweat's not rolling off him like it would be off me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone yeah, wants to see Ronan giving a presentation, please visit YouTube. <laughs> you, you need a mop and bucket beside him. Oh, <laughs> um, actually, that's a good question. So, yeah, I, I will actually say that it has. Um, because, like, I speak to people, uh, present to people nearly on a daily basis now, uh, speak about the platform, what I do. Um, show them the platform and see what's possible for them whether it's it's something that they want to get into it, that, it's funny because um i think when i like when i joined this platform obviously i didn't know anything about presenting you know the whole powerpoint and everything about the company so i had to develop the skill um in order to be able to go out and do that but on my third time presenting ever this platform and um, one of my mentors rang me up he was like and this was at like half eight at night I was chilling, like doing nothing. Um, at half eight, he rang me, yo, I need you to cover a presentation that I was supposed to do at nine o'clock. I was like trying to make up excuses and all that. I was like, he was like, look, are you coachable or are you not coachable? I was like, look, I am coachable. Okay, I need you to do this. I was like, okay, cool. I got in the presentation, opened it up and I looked at the participants and there was nearly 40 people on the thing. I was like, oh, you're shitting me here now. Just imagine them all naked on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, that's that's one way of putting it on. on. But um, yeah, it was was kind of like, 
I was like, oh my God, I just had to hold it together because at the end of the day, I'm just looking at a screen at the end of the day. It's not yeah. like there's 40 bodies in front of me. So yeah. that's the mindset I had. Look, I'm literally talking it's, to myself on a screen. It's definitely less daunting just to uh, be able to present from, I just know in regards to job interviews as well, um, mm. like doing job interviews from the comfort of your own home. It's not yeah. like the, the <laughs> baptism by fire hey. going into the office. <laughs> yeah, Shirt and tie and jocks. Sure, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And that, then, that'd be me making an effort wearing jocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. And, yeah, I suppose. And then the, the first time I actually presented like to a live audience was back when I was in Newcastle the last time, so about six weeks ago. There wasn't even that many people there, but... You can definitely see the difference between speaking to maybe thirty people on Zoom yeah. and thirty people in a room. There's a, there's a lot more pressure. You're you're you know you're walking up and down the the top of the the stage or whatever, and you're you know you're speaking to people, looking at people, everyone. You just have you know six just looking at you. It's, it's yeah. a it's a little bit it's it's much different. But I suppose you just have to hold your composure when you know what you're speaking about and you're you're passionate about. Yeah, it. that's it something I found anyway. Uh, when you're presenting and you actually have done a bit of research and know what you're on about, it's a lot easier. Mm. When you're up there presenting oh, and everyone's looking at you and you're, trying, and you're trying to scramble for information yourself. like <laughs> I, that, that just brings me back to like secondary school presentations, you know, for like CSP or something like that. You're like, have, I haven't really done the work. I, I literally Googled yeah. something on my break and then I had to go up and do it. Do you know, that's... Basically, yeah. basically we do this podcast, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other questions Hannah, for Mr. Robbie Downs I'm pretty good I, I, uh, he's I've, I've won a final question for you Robbie what does the future hold that's a good question um, the future so I mean I'm going to be here in Newcastle my lease is for a year um, I'll probably stay here for a year and then I'll move somewhere else. Maybe, maybe so. It'll be definitely better in Newcastle. Whether I move to London or somewhere like that, I don't know. Um, I definitely see in the next five years, six years. No, by the time I'm, I suppose, 25, 26, I'll be, I want to live in Australia or America or somewhere like that. Mainly Australia just because yeah. it's a sick place. Honestly, I fell in love with it when I was over there. Um, and yeah, I mean, with trading... The weather in Newcastle would be similar enough to Australia, no? Jeez, oh, maybe maybe the tannin beds or something like that, but uh, it's no, it, it's it's more West Coast of Ireland style over here, What's, if not worse. Yeah, I know Newcastle be um, <laughs> kind of northwards. It'd be north of England, wouldn't it? Yeah, so I kind of the way I describe it is if you go to Belfast, if you look at Belfast on the map and just go straight across straight to across, the east yeah. coast, that's that's kind of where I, where I look at it. But um, yeah, What's, the future's looking good, very what, very healthy. Exciting times. What's uh, the nightlife in Newcastle like right now? Describe us some nightlife. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you're getting excited now. <laughs> um, nightlife. Is, like, is there are are the pubs open or? Yeah, they seem to be. Um, for now, anyway, I think they're kind of starting to shut down a little bit. But um, when I was over here a couple of weeks ago, everything seems to be more or less normal. Like there wasn't as much social distancing as there was back home. I was kind yeah. of a bit blown away by it, you know. But um, we're not going to speak too much in Corona or anything like that. But yeah. um, yeah, no, it, like it seems to be fine. Like town is still busy. You know, shops are still busy. It's, people just seem to be still kind of getting on with it as normal. Obviously, you know you're not wearing your mask and yeah. all hand sanitizing and stuff but, like that but, but no, overall it seems, it seems to be okay overall a bit more liberal than Ireland anyway in regards to ah definitely yeah it would be it um, would be it, it's it's very different it's not very different but it is I suppose a little bit more free will we, will we see you on Geordie Shore anytime soon 
Um, I don't know now. I don't think I'll make an appearance this year. Maybe next year. You never know. But uh, it's it's not something I have on my on my timeline. You know, MTV, <laughs> MTV, welcome to my crew or something. Uh, I I think that's uh, I think that's all done. Uh, Anthony, else to say hello? Uh, oh, no, just thanks a million, Rob, for coming on. Um, ah, very yeah, no pleasure. Worries. It's, oh, it's been great. a pleasure, lads. <laughs> it's a I suppose it's a topic I do like speaking about, even if people. Like, look, uh, let's let's be real now. There's going to be a few people uh, throwing a stray eyebrow now at this. You know, oh, what's he talking about? A lot of BS. But sure, I, don't, that's, I don't really that's, mind. I don't. That's mind every episode, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be talking about ourselves in other episodes, and they're kind of going, "Who?" Uh... <laughs> yeah, no. I was going to say, look, if there is anybody who maybe has had an interest in, you know learning about the skill of trading or something like that just please message me on like instagram or something like that um it's at im.robertdowns or something just just message me you know something in terms of if you do actually want to genuinely learn the skill i can show you the company i can show you the platform like it's entirely up to yourself at the end of the day it's a skill that can pay you for life and yeah. that's it. you can literally take you it can take you anywhere in the world yeah. Um, and you can I, make money from wherever and you won't be stuck in the 9 to 5 like me and Hannah <laughs> well look I'm still doing it in the 9 to 5 I did, did it myself at the start and then I just branched out because I was seeing I was seeing the return on investment as uh, I say fair, fair play to you for taking that risk uh, no risk no reward uh, but um, uh, yeah, yeah thanks th- thanks a million for coming on Rob you're our first kind of big guest the, the first one first person we got recommended Appreciate say, it, lads. Thanks for taking the time. Out. I actually quite enjoyed it. I just want to say my sincerest uh, thanks, and uh, I'll let Hanno sign us off. Hashtag the only way is up. <laughs>